Hi everybody, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. If you'd like to know more about us or connect with us, then please do go to our church website and we would love to get to know you some more. Here's today's message. We hope it blesses you, encourages and inspires you. Our reading is from 1 John chapter 5 and verses 13 to 15. Sorry, 13 to 21. Did I say 15? I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. If you see any brother or sister commit a sin that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give them life. I refer to those whose sin does not lead to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I'm not saying that you should pray about that. All wrongdoing is sin and there is sin that does not lead to death. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. The one who was born of God keeps them safe and the evil one cannot harm them. We know that we are children of God and that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. We, we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true by being in his Son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God and eternal life. Dear children, keep yourself from idols. Lord, as we look at this passage, I pray that you will, through your spirit, you will bring it to life and you will really speak to our hearts and our minds. And Lord, let my, vo- my, my words be words that you would want me to say. Amen. I go walking once a week with a group of gentlemen and um, we, 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 go, we go all over the place and we take it in turns to, to lead. And um, there's one gentleman called Mike. Well, we'll call him Mike. His name is actually Mike, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> when he leads, he'll go and he'll say, oh, here's a shortcut. Because, you know, we'll go sort of four or five miles, something like that. Here's a shortcut we can do here. And I, think, I often think, oh, I'm tired. That'll be good. So we take the shortcut. And when you get back, you find you've done seven or eight miles. Um, so you go along. There's been times when you say, I know a shortcut here. And you walk along it, and you end up at a dead end, nowhere to go, and you have to walk back again. I've, I've walked with him, you know, he said, we'll go this way, mud, thick mud. I've walked up a stream even. So the moral of today's story is don't trust Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. But I do check now. I always have a, a, a map on my phone, so when he says something, I'll, I'll be having a look and seeing that, you know, and uh, to be sure we're doing the right thing. It's so easy to be led astray. It's so easy to um, just, oh, he looks trustworthy, you know, he's, he's speaking confidently. But um, I suppose I'm urging caution here. I mean, in the, in the letter we've just read, 
the last line, I think it's, um, well, it, dear children, keep yourself from idols. The first time I read it, it's just, well, what? It's just hanging there. What's that about? There's no, you know, you'd expect, you know, a, a, a blessing or something like that. But no, it just says, keep, dear children, keep yourself from idols. What's it got to do with the reading? Everything. It's not talking about idols. It's not talking about a carved image in a temple. It's talking more about interpretations of faith. It's talking about um, being led astray by people that seem to uh, be trustworthy. Because the, ch the church had been, the early church had been, um, there'd been a lot of false teaching. Um, throughout this letter, it keeps talking about um, being led astray, you know, people saying false prophets that deny the incarnation of Jesus um, throughout. But, but it, also in this letter, it talks about, you know, you can, you can um, verse, chapter 1, verse 5, anyone who claims to know Jesus but don't know his commands, or don't follow his commands, is a liar, blinded by the dark. He's being really careful. You know, be careful who you take instruction from. Matt's trustworthy. <laughs> and I'm, you know, they, you know I, I, I'm trained, but, but, but read, take the passage, read, check it out, always. These are dangerous teachings that John's teach, pleading with the readers to keep themselves away from. And he says, dear children, literally little children, you know, it's, it's almost like, I'm trying to protect you. And, and this, is a, this is a lasting thought. It's, it's almost his takeaway line. You know, keep away from idols. Don't be led astray. And I'm sure we've covered a lot of the, or you've covered a lot of these denials if you've progressed through these series. But let's look at the rest of this reading, at the, and they're real positive affirmations that, that John writes. Verses 14 and 15, have confidence in approaching God. I don't know how you, you, you visualize, as you approach God, how you visualize it. Sometimes I, you know, I think of a, a, a massive cathedral and, and almost, walk, you know, there's this big throne and, and, and myself walking up, you know, up to it, you know, I'm not worthy and... Um, but that's not what he said. You know, that, that, that's not a very helpful image, I think. You know, this is, as we approach God, is it, we approach him wherever we are, which might be in the queue at Tesco's. It might be in, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, um, at home sat in your settee. Wherever we are, have confidence in approaching him. And in that confidence, John says, you can ask whatever you like, and God will hear you. And if he hears you, you'll have whatever you ask. Already, and he's already said this in chapter 3. He repeats it in John 14 and in, in John 15. He said it four times. This is important. This is something to remember. Have confidence. But there is a little bit more. We have to ask according to his will. There's not a list of things that we can ask for, but if you look through the Gospels, you can see, you know, we're taught how to ask, and ask according to his will. Mark 11, 24 says, 
in a, if you believe, you will have received it. John 14, 14 says, ask in my name. John 15, 7 says, remain in me. Mark eleven twenty five says, you know, if you hold something against anyone, forgive them. If you're asking for something, you know, be in a place of forgiveness. Don't hold things against other people. 1 John 3, 22 says, you know, if you keep his commands and do what pleases him. Um, John 4, 3 says, don't ask from the wrong motives. That's, those are kind of the instructions on how to ask within God's will. But dare you ask? Dare you ask? How do you feel when you're asking? But John says, ask confidently. If it's in God's will, then it is answered. Have confidence in that. Maybe it won't be answered in ways you expected or in timescales you want, but he will answer. God Almighty will answer your prayers. The, uh, the passage then, interestingly, verses 16 and 17, it moves on to talk about sin. It says, if a brother or sister sins, pray, pray that God will give them life. Because in sin there's no life, but in Jesus is life, life in all its abundance. We really need to pray for people that are sinning. Not, not, don't be judgmental. I think, I think us Christians are really good at being judgmental. But plead with God in his will, because he's telling us to do it. We're, we're being told to do it here, to give them life. I do find... Um, there's a bit of a distraction here. It talks about sin that leads to death. And John doesn't really explain what that means. But he does say in verse 18, we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. If God is your father, you won't go on sinning. And it sounds like a state rather than a single act. If sin's your habit, if it's what you do, that's leading to death. And I think if sin's a habit and it goes on and on and on, you harden your heart to God. And that leads to death. But in Jesus, we have life. And it would be really easy to get very legalistic here. And, and try and work out who's a sinner. And, and you know, the sinner that we should, we're asked to pray for. Who's in a state of sin that leads to death? And I would contend that we are being warned to not to take sin lightly. It's dangerous. Its consequences are eternal. But we should pray that God's life should be revealed in sin. In sinful situations, God, God's life can break through. And it's our responsibility to pray for it, to ask for it, and 
God will hear our prayer. Verses 18 to 20 go back to the confidence theme. The words we know get repeated three times in this passage. The first we know is we know if we are born of God, we do not continue to sin. We're not in that habitual state. Jesus, the one born of God, keeps us safe. He keeps us out of reach of the evil one. We're protected from sin by Jesus. It doesn't say we won't sin, but as we turn to him and repent, we are forgiven. Sin doesn't have a hold on us. How wonderful is that? Jesus keeps us safe from sin. So we know if we're born of God, we do not continue to sin. The second we know, we know that we are children of God. The day we turn to Jesus and call him Lord, our sins are forgiven, our new life in him begins, and we are adopted into God's family as his children. We're loved, we're cherished by Almighty God as his children. And this wonderful inheritance of eternal life. And no wonder, um, in verse 13, John says you can have confidence in eternal life. If you believe in the name of Jesus, you can have confidence that you have eternal life. So as a Christian, if you're a child of God, you have hope. You have hope in life right now and hope in a glorious and eternal future. So we know that we are children of God. And the third we know is we know that Jesus came so that we would know the truth. Verse 20 says, he came to reveal himself as the true God, and he would open our eyes so we, we may know him. More than know him, we're in him. We're in Jesus. And consequently, we're in the Father and we can know God, the true God and eternal life. I think it's, feel it's really important for you this morning to be told that you are children of God. That's what's been really on my heart. You are children of God. Does it, does it feel like that? Or, or, do you, or yes, I get it, but I'm not a good child. Maybe I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the, you know, here's God with his children, but I sat, sat in the corner. Maybe I'm, I'm a second-class child. Maybe I don't deserve to be in the family. During my time at Spurgeon's, I had a friend who we used to say, um, you know, we'd look around to see these amazing people doing amazing things, you know, really clever people who knew, you know, who, who were so good at explaining the Bible and, do, and they were doing amazing things. In their, people like Matt. Um, and, and we, you know, we said, well, you know, we don't really, do, we don't really belong here. You know, we, we, we're imposters, but nobody's noticed yet. And I remember at, at graduation, they said to me, we got away with that one. We were joking, 
but there was a feeling. It was, you know, there is always some truth in the matter, and actually sometimes you don't feel worthy. You have kind of an imposter syndrome. And it affects you. It affects your confidence. If you feel you don't belong, it, it does affect your confidence and what you're prepared to do. And I think it can be like that as, as children of God. We feel a bit of an imposter. I don't really deserve to be here. We don't feel we can find, be that intimate with the creator God. But let me tell you, the moment you decide to follow Jesus, you become children of God. You're adopted into God's family, a cherished, loved child. And do you deserve this? Absolutely not. Have you earned this? Absolutely not. No one deserves it. Nobody's earned it. But that's the whole point. God set sent his son Jesus to save us by dying on the cross. And he raised him three days later, conquering death and sin and, and all that holds us back. Not because we deserve it, but because he loves us. He loves you. And he loves you so much. He's adopted you as, as one of his children, one of his Wonderful to He delights in you as a child. We're all sons and daughters of a living God. And can we accept that? Can we believe that? I want to set you some homework. That's all right. You normally give them homework, do you? I was going to say, spend this week looking in the mirror and say, saying, you are a child of God and you are loved. I don't know if you've seen Cool Runnings <laughs> where he stands in the mirror and he says other stuff. <laughs> but you are children of God and you are loved. But I think... On the way here, it just struck me as actually, no, spend one of your prayer times this week just going over that phrase. I am a child of God and I am loved. Meditate on it. Maybe you could find a passage that, that, that helps you with that. But I am a child of God and I am loved by God. So that we have confidence as his children. Because we know we are his beloved children. We know we can have confidence in approaching him, a loving, perfect father that welcomes children with open arms. And we know that we can ask for anything in his name. As brothers and sisters, we should have confidence as we pray.
And we know that we're protected from sin. We're protected from sin by Jesus. The evil one cannot harm us. And we know Jesus came. So we will know or understand the truth. We may know God, the true God. And we may know eternal life. But let's have confidence that we're his children and loved by him. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you love us regardless of what we've done and what we have in the past. You love us because we are us. And as we come to you, we become your children. I pray that you will give us confidence that we are your children, loved by you, looked on with delight by you, cared for by you. And help us live our lives in the light of that. Amen.